Hey, and welcome to Die Hard on a Podcast, episode number 19. No, not 19. 16? Oh, 15, I 15, think. 15, I think. I just looked it up right before we started. Shit, I think it's actually 16. I think it's 16. Let me pull it up on, the, on my okay. phone real quick. Yeah, that's definitely Google. Uh, 16. Yeah, 16. episode 16, where we're going to be talking about um, Die Hard with a podcast or their sudden death. Um, <laughs> I've, I've I've been watching Jean Claude Van Damme movies, and the correct way to watch Jean Claude Van Damme movies is to um, drink <laughs> responsibly and watch Jean Claude Van Damme movies. And you know, I'll have to say, I'm thinking, did you did you pick this because the Pittsburgh Penguins are in the playoffs, or I think in the Stanley Cup now? Or was that just like a coincidence? No, I was picking it because, yeah, I was picking it because Powers Booth died last week, so I figured. We oh could... right, right, yeah, we brought the, you talked about that, <laughs> but like, because I, I was pay him a little tribute. Yeah, like I was on my Facebook, and I was like, the Pittsburgh Penguins are um, totally on the freaking uh, playoffs, and I think they actually went to are going to the Stanley Cup Finals if they're not already. And I thought, is, did he, is that why? Because this, uh, I mean, it's a movie that, that takes place at the Game 7 of the Stanley Cup in Pittsburgh, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, I, I have no idea, and I, I guess you could be right on that. I don't know. I don't know anything about hockey, so I'll take your word for it. Right. Yeah, no. Um... It was, yeah, it was because of Powell's Booth just died, so I just figured it was a good time to kind of talk about him and let's yeah. see how, talk about how awesome he is in the movie and how he, how awesome he is in general yeah he is he's quite the sweet bad guy he was the bad guy right yeah 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 <laughs> yeah i was like yeah and, yeah and he's pretty sweet and you know i liked when he was in disguise in the end because i kind of thought he turned into yes. <laughs> I, th- I thought he turned into stacy keach like i was like i was like holy shit why is stacy keach in there and i was like wait it's powers booth doing a stacy keach impersonation that's like really good disguising there yeah, he, he does look like Stacy Keach, and I think for a while I always got them confused. Yeah, I could. They do have kind of like the same face faces. Yeah, but uh, I can definitely see that. Um, uh, let me see. Do I have notes? Um, you know, you know what I found was kind of odd that is sort of out of out of step with the um, not especially the '90s movies, <clears throat> but '90s action movies is. The, the bad guy chick is the first one to die. And I don't think I've ever seen that. Like, usually the bad guy chick in the 90s action movie is, like, the second to last boss. You know, like, you always, you know, she's always, like, running around killing yeah. stuff. But in this one, she just kills the the, the person I thought was going to be the romantic interest. And it turns out she's not the romantic interest. She's this chick in a suit who gets killed, like, right away. Yeah, like yeah, the, the the female bad guy is usually like, usually um, like lady, and like he usually I feel like they usually kill the the guy usually kills the girl at the end usually for some reason. Like I always yeah. see that that's uh, usually a, a thing that happens, or she sacrifices herself for the for the greater good of the bad guy type of thing. Yeah, right. But yeah. <laughs> But it's very like I hate to say, but a very manly woman is in a mascot <laughs> outfit. Absolutely. Like, well, it was almost like like China for a while. I was like, is that China? Because I feel like it could be China. I was like, it's not China, but it was well, like, you know, I mean, she she starts out just kicking the I mean, kicking the crap out of Jean Claude Van Damme, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, if you can't beat up a chick 
in a mascot costume, you're going to be in real trouble throughout this movie. There's a bunch of guys with guns, and they took over the vice president, and they've got your daughter. Well, they didn't have, have his daughter right away. Um, but they, I guess they did at the point no. where they were fighting, though, where he was fighting a chick. Um, and that's a pretty gory way to die. Like, I know you've worked in a kitchen before. Like, running somebody through <laughs> one of those automatic dishwashers would not be a fun way to die at all. <clears throat> no. Like, that, fight, that fight was probably the best fight. The, probably the best scene in the movie, too, for sure. Yeah, I think I think it really was. Like I, I mean, like I was like, wow, if the rest of the movie is like this, there's no way that this can go wrong because this is fantastic. I think sadly it did go. Like, it did go downhill because I think that was like they kind of like blew their wide on that scene. Yeah. Well. And after that, I feel like like some of the stuff was cool, but like nothing compared to that scene. No, there there wasn't quite anything up on that like on that level. But there was a couple good ones when he shot the rocket launcher at the helicopter, and the guy yeah. gets blown up. Um, and then falls out of the helicopter, like onto a cop car. That was pretty sweet, you know. And they're all like, "Man down, man down!" And I'm like, "That's a bit more than man down, dude." He just got blown up with a rocket launcher and fell like 200 feet out of a helicopter. <laughs> that guy just stood up there and just blow shit up. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Like you can't sniper that dude. Like you can't take him out because he's just like hanging out up there, just firing rockets and shit. Like whatever. Yeah, well, and, and like, and then he's talking to the guy, and this is like one of those times when I'm like yelling at the screen because he goes, "I told you, no helicopters in the air, no cops in the stadium, and nobody on the the bullhorn." Which part of that didn't you understand? And I'm like, "Well, nobody was on the bullhorn, nobody was in the stadium, but somebody was in a helicopter." So I'm going to say it was the helicopter part that he didn't understand. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And he just hangs up. He's like, "That's I'm done." But like, click, you know, yeah. <laughs> but you just let me just. Ah, yeah. <clears throat> um. So it opened. It opened with like a pretty sweet um, uh, camera move, though, because like the entire sequence into the house was one long take. Yeah, like into the burning building. It starts outside and like kind of goes down, and like I think it even goes. I don't think it goes up the ladder, but it goes like around, like under the ladder and into the ha- burning house to find Jean Claude like buried with a with a kid, right? With everything on fire, well, and, which is pretty sweet. It was a pretty sweet uh, shot for sure. And but that itself was kind of weird because it was like, you know, uh, <clears throat> the guy's like um, sitting there, and he goes like got the little girl and. The little girl's freaking in his arms, and she's crying, and then it, like, cuts, and then she's dead. You know, like, like she, <laughs> a big brick didn't fall on her, or, like, maybe smoke inhalation got her. Like, I was like, well, how, you know, did he put her in a really nasty sleeper hold and she died? Because he's, like, holding her, and she's crying. He's like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Cut. You're dead. I think it was, <laughs> there was, it was a weird cut, for sure. I think that's where it's getting confused. It was, like, a cut away, and then it was, like, a almost, like, a bunch of stuff falls. Right. It falls on like a dummy. Right. Like a fe- firefighting dummy, which is supposed to be Jean Claude, and he's still screaming for her. Right. I think that's where it's like, is he alive still? He's still speaking. Okay. But then when they pull him out, she's dead. So it's like it was a weird cut. I feel like the editing was like it just. I don't think it quite gelled. Yeah. Because yeah. it was like, yeah, because well, it was like it was like a dummy shot of a bunch of stuff falling on him, and it's like 
but he's still screaming <laughs> like like it, it looked like it really crushed him but he's still like hey we're still in here help right and they pull they pull all this stuff up and he's basically perfectly fine and she died yeah then she died and it was like oh no (laughs) somehow and i think every single action movie like a child or a woman like it always starts with like a child or a woman dying in the 90s you know and then oh the dude's ruined and he's an alcoholic and he's not on the force anymore and and it's just (laughs) like that's like every single one of these movies What's why I like John Wick is so awesome because it's like it goes to the extreme of just killing his dog and he's like that's yeah. fucking it. Yeah, that's what that that was so fantastic was it was his dog that they got in that one. You know, like there was really th- I mean every, people love their dogs, but that was was fantastic because it was kind of kind of a a big middle finger to that whole like the whole idea of the action film. You know. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot more behind the dog, but it was basically just you kill this fucking dog now. That was it? <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. That was the last straw. It's like, alright, do whatever. Dog, you're. I hate you. You're dying. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit little um, on the ridiculous side. And like, I was thinking about that in contrast with like how awesome it was in John Carpenter's Assault on Priest Sectarius Thirty Sixteen, because you know it. It started out with that kind of trope of the the little kid dying, but nobody got ruined. Like, that guy just went, like, absolutely fucking crazy and, like, ran after the dudes, shot him down, and then went catatonic. And then he was done yeah. for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, I don't understand, like, they explain, like, everything else to the point of craziness. Like, how John Clyde can, like, later on when he skates on the ice, he's like, oh, he used to skate. But, and they explain, like, they set up, like, basically, like, a shit ton of stuff at the beginning so it went like you see it later on it, it pays off they never paid they never set up why he could like he could do kung fu like they never like yeah they never always the thing they always like you know like oh he was a secret commando when he was young or he worked for the cia or you know yeah you're right there was he was just a firefighter that happened to be like a kick-ass firefighter you know and he was like scared, and that's why he left the job, and that's why he's like changing light bulbs in like the fucking stadium. But then, like, as soon as he like he gets a chance, he's like just it's like it's not even like what am I doing? It's, it's a no. It's like meh, kick, rap kick, roundhouse, roundhouse. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll certainly put this lady into the fucking uh, the fan above the above the uh, fryer and have no qualms about cutting her face off. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> if we need to, I got this. But I still feel bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And well, and you know, also it never really explains like what's a French Canadian doing as a firefighter in Pittsburgh. You know, I mean, it'd be one <laughs> thing if he was on a hockey team, like that would make total sense why a French Canadian was in Pittsburgh. But it's just like, well, you know, the the freaking Penguins they didn't want me, so I figured I'd become a firefighter. But see, that would that would have been like like the uh, command performance. It like it should have been like that. Like, where it's like. He's part of the band, which makes sense. So it's like, yeah, Jean Claude should have been like part of the hockey team, right? Yeah, I mean, he was like, but he was like, he, but, but he was like, like, like the towel boy or something, because he like, I don't know, he killed a kid with with a puck. Yeah. So he's just like he's just like the water boy type of thing. Like I'm never gonna be the the thing. Yeah. I, well, and I love that how they sneak in there. Like he's in the middle of killing like all these terrorists or thie- I guess they're thieves that, that are pretending to be terrorists. He's in the middle of them. He's like, oh, by the way, I'm gonna just jump on the ice and make this huge game winning save. <laughs> you know, like, oh yeah, that's fine. <laughs> 
that was like a good, that was like a good like ten minute segue where he's like actually playing the game and like he like signals to his kid. It becomes like an actual like hockey movie for like like ten minutes in yeah. the middle there. <laughs> like yeah, like what am I what am I watching? Where's the 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 terrorists? They're still gonna blow everybody up. I don't understand why you're right. going goals. All of a sudden, the mighty ducks are gonna show up and overcome the odds to win Game Seven of of the Stanley <laughs> Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking slap shot. Yeah. Fucking oh, speaking. Oh, speaking ahead. of, have you have you ever seen the movie Goon? Oh yeah, that's a fantastic. Oh my movie. god, that movie is so fucking good. Yeah, that's like the second best hockey movie ever made. Of course, Slap Shot's the fir- the greatest hockey movie ever made. Um, I might even I might even swap there now because I really I think Goon is like really. Like, yeah, Goon really is good. Goon is fantastic. <laughs> I'm I'm a little biased because I'm a huge Paul Newman fan, and yeah, I actually got my I I got my love of hockey. Going to Johnstown, Pennsylvania, and and watching super super awful minor league hockey, where it's like where the the people from Slapshot were actually based on Johnstown, Pennsylvania's uh, minor the, league hockey team. And who are the brothers? The three brothers were fucking the, awesome. The Hanson brothers, and yeah, and I've actually best. I actually got to meet those guys because they would randomly show up and and cash cash in on that fifteen minutes of fame at the Johnstown hockey rink like all the time like every couple of weeks they would come and charge like five dollars for an autograph and a picture or something because they really haven't done anything i mean <laughs> they they're, they're were really old i mean and this was this was probably 2003 or so um but yeah it's probably like slap shot like three or four by now i think i think they've made like three or four and they're always like now they're on like the box exclusively <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's like remember these guys from the first three uh uh <laughs> Yeah. Who's that? Um, but yeah, no, Slapshot, Slapshot's my favorite, but Goon is definitely a close second. That's a fantastic movie. What's your favorite sports movie? Like, can you just... My favorite sports movie? It's prob- I would probably have to say it's Slapshot, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Mine's Bad, New- Bad News Bears. Bad News Bears is Bad News Bears oh, is pretty good, the sports so movie. Fucking, so fucking good. Yeah. That's my, my favorite. It's like... And you know, I have a lot of respect for Major League because you know Paul yeah. is real into yeah. baseball, and so we watched. We had a, a Major League uh, film festival, and the first Major League is pretty damn good. You know, and Major Leagues are there. There's like three now, aren't there at least? Yeah, there's three. Um, Did you watch all of them? Yeah, and the the, the, the second and the third one, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, they're they're sequels to movies that shouldn't have been sequeled, of course. <laughs> but the first one is a classic. For sure, I was like all the bad news bears movies. Like the first one's good, but then the second one, I forget. One they go to Japan, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and I remember the the one of them there. They play in the the Astrodome, <laughs> right? <And they're> like, <laughs> one point, but I think the rest of the movies are like terrible. But when they're playing the the baseball, I think I remember watching those a lot. But... Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's even any more sports movies that I like. You know, like I mean, there's there's only a few. Um. You know, yeah, every time I what's the ones I, I think I really like sports movies. I'm not a big sports guy, but like I think I really like sports movies because a couple years ago Moneyball came out. I yeah, I was about to say that I did think Moneyball was pretty good. Um, Moneyball's good. It's like yeah, Bad News Bears and fucking Bull major, Durham's good. Bull Durham wasn't bad. Field of Dreams kind of sucked. Tin Cup. Tin Cup's pretty fucking good tin for cup, a golf movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Tin Cup like, actually wasn't too bad. I guess um, if you go, I guess if you go into boxing, I mean, all the boxing movies are usually pretty. Yeah, yeah, pretty. Absolutely, great. absolutely, all the boxing movies are good. Like, have you seen Hands of Stone? 
No, what's that? Um, it's about uh, Robert Duarte and um, Sugar Ray Leonard. Uh, and it was kind of cool because I had just recently watched um, a documentary about the whole saga of Robert Duarte and Sugar Ray Leonard. But it was kind of, the documentary was kind of really sugar pro Sugar Ray Leonard. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be fair, even in Hands of Stone, uh, you know, Robert Duarte was kind of an arrogant dick. And he he was from I believe Brazil, and okay. um, you know in like the early '80s, late '70s, they had this really huge feud going, and it kind of turned into like Brazil versus America, with Sugar Ray Leonard being the representative of America, and you know I mean they hyped the hell out of that stuff, yeah. and they they fought a, a two or three times, and it was just really dramatic. And the documentary kind of is like, oh, this was the triumph of Sugar Ray Leonard. But then Hands of Stone, was, I mean, it was it was fictionalized. Um, yeah. But it was really good because it kind of showed Duarte's side of it and, like, why he was an arrogant dick and, like, where he came from and all the odds and stuff that he had to overcome. It's, it's definitely worth checking out. What year did that happen? Like, when, what year were those fights? I believe they started in 79 and ended in 82 or 83. I could be wrong. Oh, nice. Uh, What's the doc? Do you remember that? No, it's an ESP 30 for 30. ESPN oh, 30 okay. for 30. I don't know if you've watched any of those. Those are all fantastic. Oh, yeah, there's, there's things, too. Yeah, there's, like, sports docs are, like, fucking awesome, too. I yeah, mean, it's yeah. crazy, like, how little I care about a lot of the a lot of the sports like i'm like i don't care about these sports at all but like i've sit glued to the freaking television watching those espn documentaries i mean it helps that they get like super top name directors to do it you know yeah i remember watching like a, a good chunk of them when they first came out on netflix mm-hmm. god what were the yeah. ones that were... like the michael jordan one was really good like the brian bosworth one is fucking good the like... brian bosworth one was <laughs> awesome i was such a huge fan of brian bosworth by the end of it especially like when he's like going through the garage with his kid and his kid's like did you really do this and he's just kind of like face palming <laughs> yeah. you know like oh my god i can't believe i was that guy for 15 years you know <laughs> He just like now he just likes like shooting like his bow like out in the yeah. woods, right? Is that yeah? <laughs> he just, he just yeah, likes to go, just, go bow hunting. Just chilling out. Um, and uh, the Matt Hoffman one was also really good. I don't think I watched that one. Yeah, and, and that's the the pro BMX guy, and it kind of tells okay, his yeah, story yeah, yeah. and like how he, how many times he almost killed himself trying to do crazy shit. I think he actually did kill himself, didn't he? Was that Matt Hoffman? Was that him? I don't think so. I thought it was. At least he didn't kill himself in the documentary. I thought um, it was him. Because he yeah. had the, the video games too, right? Uh-huh. Yep. I think so. Yeah. Now, there was another guy named <laughs> Dave Mira who had BMX games too, but I, I don't know. I have to look that up. One of them killed themselves pretty recently, I think. Uh, well, you know, the documentary the documentary's probably seven years old now, so it's very possible that, like, since that documentary came out, he killed himself. Yeah. Well, if there's anybody out there who knows what we're talking about, because we're not going to Google it. No. Yeah, leave a comment. <laughs> leave a comment down, down below. <laughs> the four people listening, if you know about... Yeah, Matt Hoffman, or <laughs> the fate of Matt Hoffman. And... I, I I tried I meant to write it down because I watched the other day uh, at a friend's house this Lou Ferrigno movie that was just fantastic. It's an English action movie starring Lou Ferrigno, starring Lou Ferrigno in 2017. Like 
I think I saw the box of it, like I was scrolling through some stuff. And it had a, like, and it, I keep getting confused because it had a name like Sudden Death, you know. Like, I, I keep wanting <laughs> to call it Instant Regret, but it's not Instant Regret. <laughs> um, but like, you've you've just got to see this movie. It's so it's sick. It is really good. If if it's not called Instant Regret, I'm calling that as my. If I ever make an action movie, it's going to be called it's Instant, called Instant Regret. Regret. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> Speaking of which, did you watch Kung Fury? I did. I watched it this afternoon. I feel it like it almost deserves. Amazing. I feel like it almost deserves its own podcast. <laughs> Even though the whole movie was as long as one of our podcasts, like I still feel like it deserves one of its own. You know. <laughs> But yeah, it was pretty fun. I remember watching it. I remember before it became like Netflix, right? The bachelor party, and somebody broke it out like, like that, like the two two in the morning mark, where everybody's like really drunk, right? Like, hey, watch this movie, and it's like a, it's only a half hour, and I'm like, yeah, let's watch this. And within ten minutes, I'm like, I'm passed out, right? So. Well, and, you know, and and a movie like that is almost better sober because if you're drunk, you know, it's. It's like a Jean-Claude Damme Damme movie becomes more funny the more you drink. Whereas yeah. a movie like Kung Fury, if you're stone sober, it's really funny already, so you don't really need to down anything. <laughs> My favorite part was when he was talking about he's like, when he was uh, facing off with the Kung Fu master in the alley. He's like, and just before I shot him, lightning struck, and a yeah. cobra bit me. And a cobra <laughs> bit me. <laughs> well, I just love, I just love how... Uh, how he gets introduced he's sitting on the couch with that hot chick and she grabs his <laughs> arm and he goes yeah that's my bicep <laughs> that's my bicep <laughs> hold on a second <laughs> yeah that was fantastic and then uh what else was the power glove he used the power glove to send him back in time which is yeah. great yeah yeah and, he, and he's <laughs> it's like you were about to hack time are you sure <laughs> <laughs> Um, and like you know, it was funny because I I thought about something where like you know a lot of these movies are great because we can sit and laugh at them constantly, but like Kung Fury that gets the joke, it gets the joke of why we're kind of laughing at all this stuff, and it takes it to the extreme. It's almost yeah. it's almost not as fun when you know that they get the joke, you know, like like yeah. in sudden death. It's great because. They don't. They don't really get the joke, you know. They're like, "Hey, we're gonna crash a helicopter onto the ice rink as the finale," you know. Like, and they're like, "This is totally like what's gonna happen," you know. Like, that's fucking hilarious. Whereas, whenever they're like, "Hey, we're gonna have him riding a dinosaur with two Viking chicks that both have machine guns," you know, like it's like, "Yeah, okay, that's cool," but it's not quite as good because you know they're not trying to convince you that it's real at all, you know. Yeah, that's that's usually my problems with those types of movies. Like, I like Kung Fury, and maybe it was because it was short. Right. But, but like stuff with like Hobo with a shotgun and like Wolf Cop and shit like that. It's like right. Like, it's kind of like ah, oh, we get it. They're bad movies, but then like it's not as fun. Like you said with Sudden Death, it's like they've spent legit money on this. And they, yeah. This is a legit movie. Yeah. Like <laughs> they actually, you know, they filmed. They, I was looking it up. They they shot it with like nine cameras and they actually dropped a helicopter onto the ice wow see that's that's just sick dude that is great <laughs> but, but but the problem with that though is every time they would cut back to another shot of like jean-claude looking at, like at the camera at the helicopter as it went by it was totally fake and like every time you saw powers booth in the helicopter it just looked like like just like a completely shitty special <laughs> effect right which is like ruined the moment 
I, you know, Powers Booth, he can't really even be that old. I mean, I guess he could be in his 60s. Do we know what he died from? I th- remember. I think, but I think he's in his 60s. He might have just hit 62 or so. Okay. He was, oh man, his, I wish I should have put it up on the page. I think his first, one of his first starring roles was in Cruisin'. Have you seen Cruisin' with Al Pacino? No, he's I don't the, think so. He oh, goes undercover. Yeah. He goes undercover as the um, in the gay like like leather clubs. Yes, I do remember. I do vaguely remember seeing. I, I actually watched that with Lauren a long time ago. We rented it from a uh, freaking Potomac Video there on Main Street. I'm, I'm oh god, that was 25 years ago. Yeah, I mean, I watched it in class, like actual college class we had, and we watched it because even really? the professor. The professor even had like he had like his ten questions about the movie that not quite like the movie answered. <laughs> it was just like it was even he was confused by it. But Powell's booth is the guy Al Pacino walks into this uh shop and it's like all handkerchiefs. Right. I've seen and Powell's booth explains every handkerchief what each one means. <laughs> See? It's like, ah, oh, left pocket's this, right pocket's this, right. yellow handkerchief is this, ah. blue, blue handkerchief is this. I was like, ah, oh, power <laughs> That's awesome. Did you ever see um the show Rescue Me, the Dennis Leary show about the firefighters? Which First has... c- couple seasons. Right. Did you see the one where the the rookie guy, like they did the, the for charity firefighter uh calendar and he didn't know any better so he wore the the yellow like the yellow handkerchief in his back pocket and then for the rest of the season everybody like all the gay guys would come and ask if they could pee on him because i guess that meant you know if you wore a yellow handkerchief it meant you were into the the golden showers and all that and he was like why do these guys keep coming and asking if i want them they want to pee on me (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly yeah i think yeah i think powers booth explains like that too Mm -hmm. Yeah, he actually that was I I, I kind of like that show. It did get kind of old, like like any show. I mean, they can only last so long. But yeah, I think I first watched. I think I watched the first, first three or four seasons. I kind of yeah, I dropped out. But yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any more. Like I mean, unfortunately, there wasn't a whole lot that I really got excited about in um, sudden death. I did love that they dropped the helicopter on the ice as the finale. That was I thought that was pretty fantastic. You know, what, yeah, I was gonna say now that you now that you mention it, like at the beginning scene when it looked like they were dropping the helicopter, I thought, wow, that looks like that's like that's not CGI at all or not some sort of special effect or green screen. That looks like they're actually dropping a helicopter, and then it cuts to Powers Booth in the helicopter, and it's like super ultra fake, you know, like <laughs> yes. oh this is this is obviously a freaking green screen. And I was like, okay, so maybe they didn't. But then it cuts back to it crashing, so I guess that that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it looked like they like and the best is how how the helicopter just happens to like flip over and just happens to go through the little like opening in the uh in the stadium that they've opened up. Like it just happens to go perfectly like straight up and down. Right. Which is like but yeah, it's like it looks cool, like dropping through the ceiling. But the, and like, and every time they cut back to like the wide shot, basically of it falling, it looks awesome. But then they keep cutting these other shots of like the little girl watching, like with the helicopter passing by, and Van Dam looking at, it and Powers Booth looking at. It. It's like all these really sh- like crappy effect shots. It's like yeah, yeah. It just kind of like ruins like the the power of that sh- with like how awesome it is. 
Right. They like, want to hit you. It's like, Meh. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I, whenever I saw it at stuff for start, I was like, holy crap, look at that. And then it went to Powers Booth and like him like making eye contact with Van Dam and Van Dam being like, ha ha, fuck you. <laughs> I didn't think he did that. I think he just like looked at me. He was like, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Having a stroke? What's going on? <laughs> Well, why shoot it with nine cameras if it's just going to look as like fake as shit anyway? Like, yeah, but you know, I also liked how much John Claude Van Damme's ex-wife was a bitch in that. Like, he shows up <laughs> yeah. with with freaking Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Series in Pittsburgh, and like, I don't know if you've ever hung out in Pittsburgh, but the Penguins are a big fucking deal, right? So, yeah, you know, he shows up and he's like. Hey kids, look! I got freaking Game Seven tickets to the Stanley Cup, which are probably worth fifteen hundred dollars each. And she's like, "That's not really fair to the kids." I'm like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> like best dad ever? And that's not fair? Like what?" <laughs> and she's like, "We're going to dinner." And I'm like, yeah. "What?" I... <laughs> yeah, and the kids are like, "Fuck you, mom! You're gonna pay for my therapy. I don't go for this." Because yeah, like yeah. that's a serious, serious big deal. Like, I remember being out in Pittsburgh and people walking up to me on the street just to pat me on the back because the Penguins won that night. Like, I mean, complete and total strangers. <laughs> like, hey, buddy, did you see the Penguins won? Like, what's, it like, wasn't even the playoffs. I mean, I couldn't imagine what Pittsburgh would be like. Well, I mean, I guess I could go up there right now because Pittsburgh is currently, I believe, going to the Stanley Cup if they're not already in it. Wow. Um, Amazing. Yeah, no, hockey's something that's funny. I, I had a group of friends who were real big into it, and every Friday that we didn't have uh, a show to go to, we would go up to Johnstown um, and watch hockey. And if you actually go and watch minor league hockey, it turns you into a fan. It's almost impossible not to like it because, <laughs> like, they suck terribly. Like, you feel like even though you don't know anything about hockey and you've never played in your life, like, you could go out there and play with them. Um, oh my god! And so they make up for it by just like beating the shit out of each other, like for no real apparent reason. Like, you know, like in professional hockey, there's a little bit of a strategy to the violence. You know, like if a guy is like scoring really heavy or doing really well offensively, and they'll take one of their big guys and like go punch that guy in the face. You know, because the theory is if he's doing really good and you punch him in the face. He won't do so good no more, right? <laughs> but in minor league hockey, they're just kind of like, well, we all suck. Uh, so if we punch each other in the face, people will come back tomorrow. <laughs> so like, they'll be like, you know, somebody just like minding his own business and somebody will come by and just deck him on it. Um, so it, yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of amazing. <laughs> it's kind of cool. That's why Goon is awesome because it's basically just like Goon just waits for the the coach to be like, all right, go punch that guy. Right, <laughs> and, go hit that guy. Yeah. Well, and Goon Goon covers. Like, yeah, and Goon kind of shows that how you know a, a hockey coach will use their Goon and like that. I mean, it's uh, the I guess the correct term is their enforcer, but you yeah. know Goon is just way better. So the you know the coach will say, okay, this guy's on a hot streak. We'll send the Goon to go smash him, and then the other team will actually have their own Goon, and they'll be like, you got to protect that guy. And then usually the two goons will fight each other, even though neither of them really had anything to do with it. <laughs> I just, I just, goon makes me think of my favorite line from that movie. the The one guy when he first gets in the locker room, the one guy stands up and goes, "I only got two rules: <laughs> stay away from my Percocet, and do you have any Percocets?" <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic. 
<laughs> like, oh my god, it's so fucking amazing. Yeah. That is really good. <laughs> Alright, so I'm um, we're at the uh thirty thirty minute mark here and I think <laughs> I think we've probably beaten sudden death in, in several <laughs> other movies to death. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have anything else really that's yeah, I think that we haven't talked about that's yeah. No. And I I wish I could figure out what the name of this uh what the name of this Lou Ferrigno movie is cuz I'd love to do a podcast on it. I mean, it's 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 pretty damn good. It's like Cuz I feel like I feel like it, on the cover is it like him in like a trench coat with a, like the the collar popped up like yeah. trying like like Liam Neeson style. Yes. Yes. Instant regret. Right. Lou Ferrigno. He was he's like <laughs> it, it, the movie is like the movie is like Jason Statham like not only couldn't act but also couldn't move very well or speak English. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll find out. I'll call my friend and ask him what it was because he was like, "Dude, you got to see this. It's freaking awesome. It's Lou Ferrigno, <laughs> and he he moves like two miles an hour, but yet he kills like the whole entire English mafia. It's like okay. That's like that's like Steven Seagal anymore. It's like it's all like close ups and it's like weird cuts of like his arms <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> i don't have his movies anymore now it's like the bad guys just like run into him basically and he's just like he's just like swinging his arms right <laughs> right he's just like like somehow kneel down and he kicks they, they, they somehow kicks him yeah well and to be fair lou ferrigno is actually still pretty well built um, he's <clears throat> yeah. still actually pretty pretty cut whereas steven seagal's kind of gotten a little chubby just a little <laughs> he's like a He's like Rick Gasol now. He's just like this big purple like, mm-hmm. like <laughs> dude. Yeah. I can do that. I bet you it will. That's okay. Because, uh, so. um, yeah, I would like to recommend that we watch that. <clears throat> no. Uh, one more real quick thing for sudden death. There was one part where he wants to take over like the scoreboard outside. Yeah. And he just walk he just walks in and the guy's like, Hey, you can't do that. And he goes, I'm having a real bad day. And the guy's like, All right. <laughs> I'm like, What? <laughs> like I'm just gonna I'm gonna try that next time I wanna like just like mess with the scoreboard and be like walking back, like, I'm having a real bad day. I'm like, Oh shit, okay. Yeah. He said the magic word. <laughs> yeah, it's called Instant Death. And it's only three ninety nine uh-huh. on Amazon Video. And you'll have instant regret after you watch it. You will have instant regret. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, yeah, but yeah, we can watch that. If you want. It's it's not like I, you know we didn't even really bring up how diehard like the sudden death is, and it is very <laughs> diehard like it is basically diehard at game seven of this. Uh, it's like legit like diehard at hockey game it's like that's actually what it is yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah, die, hard, die hard with the freaking chicken in a, in a penguin suit um because i mean like a, the plot even has the, the we're gonna act like terrorists but really we're thieves and the terrorist thing is just a diversion so like that's pretty cool yeah it was yeah basic basic uh yeah diehard-esque well sure. and, yeah and, and now i he even you know he even uh, for a little while like had the black guy on the outside helping him, um, and then it turns out there was a double cross. But still, he did have that for a little while, you know. Yeah, they even like were like, "Who can we get outside? We should probably get somebody who looks like Reginald Ben Johnson, but not really." Right, and then he and and he was even running around causing hijinks 
and then calling the guy up on the phone and taunting him about it. Like, he's like, let's play a game. My game is I'm going <laughs> to go around and disarm all the bombs. And if I get them all, then I win. But if you blow up the stadium, well, then we you fall. win, you silly fella. <laughs> the professor was like, he was instantly like telling the the, the agent, he's like, you're not going to do anything? If you're not, I'm going to do something. Like, Don't you do anything? Click. I'm like, that was, I thought you were scared of everything. I don't understand. Quick to jump back into kicking people in the face. Yeah, exactly. Go back. That's what you're good at. So, yeah, so I, I, I vote next week we do um, instant death because it's pretty sweet. It is definitely pretty sweet. Instant regret. Let's do it. Yeah. Instant regret. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like we should, I feel like we should probably watch something else, too, but we'll, we can figure it out Okay, later. yeah, we, we can. watch something else. Yeah, because unfortunately, instant death isn't super diehard-like. I'll just spoiler alert. It's yeah. that it's more like, more like if Jason Statham... Um, was really old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But who knows? Like, I thought Demolition High we wouldn't have much to talk about when we talked about that for half hour. So yeah. We'll see. Yeah. So, all right. Cool. Um, well, I guess we'll see you guys next week. And hopefully, this will be up on YouTube. And um, like, subscribe to our new channel, comment, all that, and listen to new podcasts. And that's pretty cool. <laughs> all right, man. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>